Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Bill Clinton can, can jerk one out in a government building, but when the rest of us do it, it's a problem. We should all have the right to bang one out in a government building. And you can quote me on that. On this episode of The Commercial Break. You get a little recorder, like the ones they put in, like, Build-A-Bears. And you're like, great job, Christina. I love you so much. And then you put it in there and you press this little button and then you can spoon at night and be like, oh, I'm the best. I love this for me. Your dick is the best, Brian. Thanks again for fucking me so hard. You almost knocked my fake pussy out. Good night, sweetie. The next episode of The Commercial Break starts now. Welcome back to the commercial break. I'm Brian Green. This is the chairman of Risen and Jizz and Christina. Best to you, Christina. Best to you, Brian. And best to you out there in the podcast universe. Christina coming to us virtually as uh, my house has turned into the petri dish that I should have expected. Barf. Yeah, barf, indeed. Uh, the petri dish that comes every winter. As soon as you close the doors and it gets cold outside, this place becomes a toxic wasteland of shit, pee, poop, snot. Christina, you want no part of this. You want no part of this. I'm telling you right now. No. There's no amount of Lysol Stay that can take care of it. I'm going to buy stock in Lysol is what I'm going to do. Because we have been <laughs> Lysol and did shit out of everything. But uh, all the kids are sick. Because that is exactly what happens. Around the holidays, a vacation, or anytime something important comes up, all of our children, just they just get sick. And uh, I mean, I guess that most parents experience this in, sh- in some way, shape, or form. But you know, like when I was single... 
I would get sick. Well, when I was a smoker, I'd get sick often. I get a bad sinus infection every year, and then I definitely get an upper respiratory infection. Yeah, it was a different time back then. We all smoked. Um, <laughs> we all like cigarettes. Okay. Sure. Have you ever smoked a cigarette? No. No, you've never smoked a cigarette. No, nope, never, never. Do you have friends that smoke cigarettes? Uh, yes. Yeah, you do. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So it's still there. I, it's out. It's yeah, out there in the ethos. A couple of friends like smoke, but then mo- like most of my friends are more like the drinking kind of smoker. Yeah. Which yeah. I'm like gross. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'll tell you this. Okay. <laughs> Get a kick out of this. All right. One time morning after a night out i was with the guy i was seeing at the time and i wasn't feeling so hot in the morning but i wasn't really sure how bad it was obviously over and i like we like turned over he kissed me and then i went (gasps) and and you puked i know i didn't puke i gasped and then i sprinted to the bathroom and barfed oh because of the smell of his because of the taste of the like cigarette yeah and it yeah and so that started like the worst one of the worst hangover days of my life. As an OCD guy, like as a guy who, who probably has a touch of the obsessive, right? Cleanliness is super important to me. I take two showers a day, shave all the time. I mean, I'm just like, I don't like certain smells or dirt or anything really on my body. I think, I think that makes you just a persnickety snizzler and uh, does not diagnose you with OCD. But let, let, Yeah, let's not go <laughs> self-diagnosing ourselves. Let's not be, uh, what did the guy, I, I read this article yesterday and the guy said, a nars- <laughs> narcissistic spiritual leader. <laughs> like, um, let me uh-huh. not self-diagnose. But I, I think you're right. I think I'm a bit persnickety. A lot persnickety. Let's just call it like I see it. It's, I'm you're really just persnickety. a persnickety snizzler. So when I smoked cigarettes, I would purposefully smoke cigarettes in a manner that I knew would cut down on the amount of sm- cigarette smell that would be on my oh. clothing. So I'd always smoke down draft or I'd smoke outside oh, okay. with a fit. Like, you know, I, I never wanted that like hang, hanging cigarette smoke smell that you often yeah. find on on like true cigarette smokers. I never was yeah, a heavy I hate smoker. That. But the drinking and the cigarettes is the thing that killed me. It's why I stopped drinking is because I, I I knew that if I continued to drink, I would never stop smoking cigarettes. It just would never happen because beer and cigarettes went hand in hand for me and I couldn't do one without the other. But when I smoked That's so gross. I was sick. It was disgusting. <laughs> it was disgusting. But I guess uh, like a little feather in my cap. Astrid has never smoked a cigarette in her life either. And she yes. hates the smell of cigarette smoke. But she told me, or she tells me, or maybe this is just her making me feel better. She would always say, you don't smell like smoke. Like you don't smell like smoke. <laughs> you take care to make sure that, you know, you have some, a mint or something. She's like, you never really smelled like a smoker. <clears throat> hmm. I think she's just trying I can't to make believe me feel she better. started dating you while you were a smoker. She did. She. That's crazy to me. Listen, the hard ones with the hard ones. (laughs) It is what it is. (laughs) I suppose so. Yeah. And, uh, but when I was a cigarette smoker, I would get at least one terrible sinus infection every single year. And I mean, like, terrible, like, weeks of coughing and snot. And my dumb ass on some occasions would just continue to smoke cigarettes because that's what happens when you're a cigarette smoker. You just continue to what smoke cigarettes. What the cigarette. fuck? I know, Christina, but, you know, again, we're, <laughs> we didn't know what we know now. We had no idea that cigarettes would kill you. It was an aperitif. Yes, It helped did. with digestion. Yes, we did. We knew. This wasn't in 1940. <laughs> no, people in the 60s knew this. And then they had these commercials where they... Doctors mm-hmm. would get on the commercial, the television commercial, with, like, Paul Malls. They'd be like, Paul Malls, as a doctor, I know that Paul Malls helped my... 
uh, help my patients digest their meals better. Makes them Yikes. makes them more active and keeps them fresh and focused. Paul Mons, for your health. <laughs> it's amazing. That's honestly insane. I know. But, you know, you don't know what you don't know. And I guess. Yes, I suppose. I know that tobacco companies also spent billions of dollars covering it up. So. I was going to say they probably did know and they probably were just getting their money. Yeah, of course. And then I wonder, like, all the things that I use in my house, like the spray Lysol, like, how mm-hmm. they're going to find out one day that that kills you, too. And then I'll be like, Shh. probably literally yeah, like wish. everything we own or ingest or use is killing us. So it's, it's whatever. At this all point. over. It's all over. Our, li- our little <laughs> microbiodomes here are just getting destroyed by everything that we put into the ourselves and the atmosphere and all that. But what are you going to do? I mean, it's just the way it is. <laughs> what are you going to do? Speaking of our little bio microdomes, I, uh-huh. I saw the most interesting Instagram post I've seen in a long time. This guy on stage, TED Talk. And as a younger person, younger than I am, I wanted you to know this information because I think it's going to be important okay. for you growing up as a, as a young woman <gasps> in this world. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm ready. Let me mansplain to you. Let me talk down oh, to you. Great. Super. As both your friend, your boss, and your co-host. So I'm going to talk down to you man's play now. Okay, so listen to what he said. He okay. said that if you are alive in the year 2023 and you are at least 18 years old, let me give you the breakdown of what's going to happen in your life with your time, your time that you have left on this earth. If you live to 90 okay. years old, if you live to 90 years old and you are over the age of 18 living in 2023, you will likely use one-third of the months available in your life, the remaining months on your life, one-third of those will go to sleeping. Okay? I love that. Another third will go to the following things. Working, schooling, driving, chores, showering, and shitting. Okay? Is that all in one? That's all in one. That's one third right there. All those things are okay. one third. I, I couldn't believe you, like the average person will spend, I forgot what it was, 30 months in traffic or some shit like that. I don't know. Yeah, it's the traffic lot. ones are crazy. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. Okay. 93% of the remaining time of your life, you, Christina, and me, and my kids, <laughs> and everybody else here on this, stuck in this fiery hellhole, is going to be spent interacting with a digital device with a screen 93 percent of your quote unquote free time where you're otherwise not occupied with something i guess more important than screen time or sleeping is going to be spent on a motherfucking screen and i know this is true it rings true in every particle of my body it rings true because i think i'm well on my way to spending 93 percent of my free time on a screen looking at a screen touching a screen feeling up a screen, making love to a screen, something like that. I am definitely on my way to killing most of my remaining free time on a digital device. How do you feel about this information? I think that's so true because, like, everything I do is related somehow to, like, the screen or the internet or whatever. Because, like, I mean, I'm a really big reader, um, but even that, I read mostly on my Kindle and Uh I get my books digitally through the library most of the time. So... Like, I use my the app on my phone to go to the library, and I get my little thing, and I send it to my Kindle, and then I, oh my gosh, this you can do this? change your life, Brian. You can do this? Really? Yes. Seriously? Oh my gosh. It is an app called Libby. Okay. Um, and you just need a library card. It's free, because uh, it is the library. You mm-hmm. just need a library card. 
And you go in, you attach it to your library card number. Interesting. And then you can uh, you can borrow books. You can do audiobooks, uh, e-books. You can do magazines, which ah. is really fun because I never yeah. want to buy magazines. No. But sometimes I like to flip through them. Yeah. It would be fun if you had an iPad, I think, as well. I got an iPad. Because <laughs> <laughs> it would be big. Whereas, like, looking at a magazine on my phone, I'm, like, zooming in. Yeah, me too. I hate looking at those magazines. Like, those, you know, the yeah. flippy magazines on the phone drives me crazy. They never yeah. work as an intended <clears throat> but it's really fun and you can just send it straight to your kindle and obviously like there are like you do have to wait sometimes yeah like um i'll place a hold on a book and it's not available for like three weeks or sometimes it's three months or depending on the popularity of the book so you oh. know even when i'm outside on a walk or on a run i'm listening to an audiobook me that too. i got via my phone <laughs> it's me too via the screen yeah. Even when I'm doing the it's most crazy. healthy thing that I do, which is run, mm-hmm. right? I like to run. I don't know why I mm-hmm. like to run. Gonna, another thing that's going to kill my knees and leave me in the... Uh, anyway, when I run, the most healthy activity that I'm doing, out in nature, feeling good, fresh air in my face, I'm listening to something on some digital device. I've got the earphones mm-hmm. in my ear, my watch that I'm constantly looking at. I noticed like yeah, when I was same. running last year, I'm obsessively looking at my watch to see how fast I'm going, how far yeah. I've gone, when I'm going to, you know. Oh, uh, and you know I what? I understand that. I'm good. I started to take the watch off because I'm like, this is ridiculous. I am. I have a yes. phone in my pocket that can do the same thing, and I don't need to look at my watch every 15 seconds. That's not the point. I'm not fucking, uh, you know, yeah. Michael Johnson. I'm not going to win any Olympic medals for my running. Why not just enjoy the run, no matter how long it takes or where we're going or how fast I happen to be doing a mile? Yeah. What am I thinking? That's. I totally get that because I do like to monitor my heart rate, mm. um, and I like to try. I'm like trying to better my cardiovascular health, like specifically. So I am trying to run within a heart a certain heart rate range, and Fair it's days. very hard because I have to go a lot slower than I think I than I want to go. Yes, you know. And so I spend the whole time being like, "Oh, am I at one thirty? Am I at one thirty <laughs> or whatever?" Being like, <sighs> and then I have to walk, and then so and so. Sometimes I will just literally not look at it all at yeah. all. I take the pace alerts off i take all the alerts off and i'm like i'm just running for fun right yeah now. good for you but i will say my favorite way to run is with a buddy when i can just chat the whole time yeah see i run out of breath when i do that me and my friend uh Raphael. well it's good for you yeah that's good <laughs> it's good for me it's good for you to learn to talk and run because it's really oh, yeah. good for your health well yeah. I, w- I was just reading and i don't know how we got on this subject but, nah, but yeah. who cares that's the commercial <laughs> that's the entire that's a commercial it's break fine. In, in a nutshell i was reading or astrid was reading she was telling me that Taylor Swift, the second that she started to think about putting together this oh, era's tour, I saw this too. got on the treadmill and started singing her songs day after day, night after night. She yeah. would just get on the treadmill, she'd run, and she'd sing her songs. Now, Well, that's what uh, Broadway stars do. Oh, they do? Mm-hmm. And I They've guess done that's that a good for to... years. Well, listen, the Broadway bitches have a good... They know. <laughs> they know. That you have to be up there singing and running around and remembering your lines and all that other stuff. But I will say this. And I know this is going to be controversial in some circles, which circles I don't know, but I'm about to probably start some controversy in somebody's life. Sure. I, my daughters, my wife, they're now obsessed with Taylor Swift. They got that movie, the Eras Tour movie came out on mm-hmm. Amazon. We rented it. It's like, you know, $180,000 for 24 hours of watching, 48 hours, whatever it is. And so it's been on, or it was on last week for like two straight days, just... yeah. The girls were watching it over and over and over again. Even my son was getting into it, dancing and doing all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But I noticed that I think Taylor is lip syncing 
at certain parts in the concert. Now, I'm not knocking her. When you're hmm. doing a concert like that, you gotta got to catch your breath at some point. When all that intense running... And, but I do notice that the way that she moves her microphone around does not jive with what I'm hearing. And I'm really you know, keen on this. They might be I, overdubbing it for the movie, maybe. That's what I was yeah. thinking. I was thinking for the movie, they probably took the best take yes. and filled it in. I thought because, the same thing. Yeah, yeah, I would bet that that's what happened. And um, I saw Astrid's arm in that movie because we were at the we were at the we were there dream come true when they were filming it and so with this one part i managed to stop it and find it and it's astrid's hand is up in the air and we know it's astrid's hand because of the bracelets that she was wearing yeah. and i was like wow that's that's exciting you're in the movie and that's so funny yeah we want our residuals but i don't think they're going to send them to us i don't think so no and then like, she ask, might be a billionaire but you don't become a billionaire by being generous no do you? you know how you become a billionaire you become a billionaire by selling multiple versions of the same fucking album in different colors for extended pricing so that you can absolutely take every last penny out of your fans pocketbooks and this i don't care for i don't care yeah. for it i just don't like i think it's a I little it. much and i know that my it's, i the whole thing is like you cannot be a billionaire and be ethical. No. You just can't. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can be ethical, but you can't always do ethical things, right? You can You can't have gotten that money in an eth- completely ethical way. No, like, not I in a hundred percent. I I don't think so. But I'm not here to argue how how people make their money, right? Because I don't I think that's an exercise in futility a little bit. Mm, Because well, yeah. That's just capitalism. It's just gonna work that way. And and if there's a better better system, and I'm sure there is, I can't wait for it. But at this moment in time, this is how it works, right? And so Taylor taking advantage of every opportunity to get her bag. Cool. Whatever. But this this little thing really makes me a little bit upset about Taylor Swift. And I realize that there is a whole machine behind her that the tail is definitely wagging the dog somewhere. I don't know who that is. You know, her PR people, her managers, whatever. But this one little thing really kind of made me upset when I learned it, which is why do you have to put out six different colors of the same album and then I know. market collectible only put out and a have few people of them? People try and collect yes, them. Yes. And then try and yeah. like upcharge, you know, the this particular record is it's $119. Taking the piss, 100% taking the, piss. taking the piss. And I just can't can't really get behind that. You know as what much I, can as get I do love me a little bit of Taylor Swift. Oh man. I also <laughs> just like it's okay to have critiques of your favorite artists. It's okay to not you Listen, know, we don't be 100%. Have, it's like my mom used to say, I love you, but I just don't like what you're doing right now. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> yeah. I can understand. You know what I you know what I can get behind? 100% though, Christina? What? Is you saying taking a piss? I like this, and I'll tell you why I like this, because it's something the British people say a lot, and yes. I love it. I was watching, yeah. have you ever seen The Mighty Boosh? No. Okay, you probably, this is probably not something you're going to be into, but The Mighty Boosh probably is not. like this, probably not. It's like Pee Wee Herman, like an adult Pee Wee Herman, even though Pee Wee Herman's Playhouse was adult in the first place. Uh-huh. It's like an adult version of Pee Wee's Playhouse uh, on BBC, and it is to me, it is like the ridiculousness is so funny sometimes. Mm-hmm. But in the show, they often say this fair dues instead of like, you know, um, fair play or, you know, yeah. uh, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They say fair dues. <laughs> and I was like, that is so brilliant. So now, yeah. as a rule on the commercial break, anytime you want to say fair enough, it's fair dues. And anytime <laughs> someone is, you know, being a bitch, you say you see they're taking a piss. If we could just start taking talking the like. Piss. If we could just be a little bit more like the Brits, yeah. I think we'd be I'll okay. I'll do my best to influence you in the best way. As you know, this is my my familial legacy. So <laughs> you you are a Brit. 
through and through. <laughs> I'm doing doing my best to uh, get the language in there. <laughs> Christina, I think all the all of our listeners in the UK can agree. You're doing a great job of flag bearing Thanks. on behalf of our <laughs> EU listeners, of which there are four. It. Not in the EU anymore, but I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, I'm still in my heart, though. In my heart, there's st- in my heart, you're still <laughs> in my heart. I can still go to Spain with no problem yeah, for a long time. <laughs> I know, but in reality, you have to stop by at least two checkpoints. Just letting you know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hey, let's do this. Let's take a quick break, and then we'll come back with more fun. Christina sitting in uh, Chrissy's chair today. As Chrissy is out again for family reasons, for good reasons, by the way, for good Mm -hmm. reasons. We'll be back. Look, I know you guys are getting really sick of me, but that is too bad. It's my job. Now, go to tcbpodcast.com for all of our audio and video content and get your little booty over to youtube.com slash the commercial break for fully edited video episodes. Want to chat? Leave us a voicemail at 626-ASK-TCB3. Too embarrassed for your voice to be on the show? We understand. Text us instead at 855-TCB-8383. Can't even do that? No worries. Just follow us on TikTok at TCB Podcast and on Instagram at The Commercial Break. And if you can't even be seen doing that, just listen to these sponsors and let's get back to the show. Hey, everybody, wanted to let you know that this episode is sponsored in part by Factor. Okay, do you want to know what the single biggest challenge for me as a single person was? Shopping for, prepping, and cooking nutritious meals. Do you want to know what the biggest challenge for me as a human with 25 to 60 family members living in my house? Shopping for, prepping, and cooking a nutritious meal. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner, it's a big stress point around here. And since I don't really know how to cook, that stress often falls on other family members. But this holiday season, we're going to try something different. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service, can help us fuel up fast for breakfast, lunch, and dinner with chef-prepared, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to our door. Because Factor's never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes, all you have to do is heat and enjoy. You can choose from over 35 weekly flavor-packed, fresh and never-frozen meals that support a healthy lifestyle and meet your meal preferences. And guess what? It's all delivered right to your front door. With Factor, we we can be assured that we're making sustainable choices. They offset 100% of their delivery emissions and source 100% renewable electricity for their production sites and offices. Hey, look at that, a company who's trying to do some good. So head to factormeals.com slash commercial break five zero and use the code commercial break five zero to get 50% off. That's code commercial break five zero at factormeals.com slash commercial break five zero and get 50% off. We also want to thank Factor for being a sponsor of The Commercial Break. This episode is sponsored in part by Claritin. Do you hear that? Do you hear that absolutely irritating voice that I have right now and all the sinus congestion? Twice a year, we call that the Atlanta flu. That's because those of us who suffer from seasonal allergies can really find it quite miserable during the spring and during the fall. The nasal congestion that can cause pounding headaches, the irritating throat drainage, the coughing. Sometimes I can't taste my food and it can really make some of my days unbearable. Luckily, for those of us who do live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Claritin D, quite frankly, changed the allergy game for me. I've been taking it for a number of years, and it's got fast symptom relief that starts working on my allergies and nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes. The double-action combination of prescription-strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available 
available relieve sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. All of those symptoms are familiar to any seasonal allergy sufferer, and I just love this product. It's actually kind of serendipitous that I am suffering from allergies today. Just took my Claritin D, and I quite frankly look forward to the relief, and so I don't sound like a duck. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at your pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Please use as directed, and we want to thank Claritin for being a sponsor of the commercial break and a reliever of Brian's allergy symptoms. Thanks, Claritin. All right, we're back. I'm here with Christina, uh, virtually, because I got this, <laughs> because I'm quarantined. My whole house is quarantined. Uh, hey, uh, did you hear about this story of the, like, this little page that worked for an assistant that worked for Ben Cardin, the senator, and he <gasps> the twink, The twink, the twink in the Senate? Yes. <laughs> the twink in the Senate making anal sex movies in the hearing yes. room where they actually question... Uh, potential Supreme Court justice. Honestly, I am obsessed with that. I think that was a bold move. And you know what I say to that? I say, go off, Queen. If Bill Clinton can do it, why can't we? Hey, 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 hey. I'm not saying Bill Clinton should have done it either. And But here's what I am saying. I don't know if I feel quite as liberal as you about this, but here's... Oh, I just think it's funny. Here's what I... I think it's hilarious, actually. (laughs) I saw some of the video and I was like, wow, you go. I mean, that was the full Monty. And you I know. did not see the video, but I did see, like, the obviously the screenshots of the video. The I saw the part. video where it was like, you know, they blurred out the, the right. hot action that was going on. But you can tell it's definitely going two it. men having sex on a table. I love that for them. I think that is hilarious. If the motherfucking, whatever it is, 600 people <gasps> that are up there supposedly making laws on our behalf and bettering the country can't mm-hmm. do a motherfucking thing for six goddamn years... Then yeah. why not use the room for hot That's a good man sex? That's all I Put gotta it to say. Good use. Amen. Where's the- I mean, yeah, they're not doing anything else worthwhile. The only <laughs> thing that makes this better is if George Santos was the guy bending over oh, the table. That That's the been, only way that this is better. That would have tipped me over the edge, I think. Oh my god. Like I I think of the United States Capitol, and I don't, I'm not precious about it, right? I, I don't like I don't revere it like a church, yeah. but I do think that, you know, okay, that's thought there's, we should have some kind of, I don't know what you call it, like deference to what's going on up there, you know, yeah. as yeah. they're running the country and essentially setting the tone for the entire world. But this guy just broke it all down for us. He was like, I'm, nope, not the first one to have anal sex, not going to be the last one to have anal sex right here that's in the this truth. Room. Where are the security guards? Who's hanging out? Yeah, like, how did they get in there? Are there no cameras in there? Like, what's going on? This is, I kind of feel like if they could get to that point and not be getting in trouble or getting kicked out, like, isn't that your fault? You're kind of inviting it. You know what I'm saying? Well, it just feels like... I agree. I don't know. As I, I love you. to say, that feels like your fault. Yeah, it, <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure what my therapist uh, would say about that one. No, was, it's definitely not yeah. a healthy outlook, but yeah. I like to say that when I want to defer blame, of I love course. It. Listen, I kind of agree with you here. There's no cameras, <laughs> no security guards outside. No one walks in for however long they've been sitting in there having sex. Mm-hmm. No one says a fucking word. The only way that we know about this is because one of the two parties involved decided to leak yeah. that fucking video. And like, you know they did. this has definitely happened before. Oh, yeah, God, please. And the, like, yeah. 
Uh, you guys are fools if you think this ain't happening all over that town. I had a friend on a call. Ooh. She was like, a, I know, I had one friend. <laughs> <laughs> I had. Did you notice I said had? Whoa. <laughs> Sweet, dude. <laughs> You're Amazing. awesome. Um, <laughs> I had a friend. Out of college, she goes and she gets a job as a DC tour guide, but not like a tour guide driving a bus or big crowds or something like that, private tour guide. And so in her job as a private tour guide, she would often interact with uh, dignitaries, right? People who were like important people in other countries would come. Then somebody at somebody's office would call her up and say, take them on a tour of DC, the important parts of DC. And she knew this place inside and out, backward and forward. Just like this guy does, inside out, backward, forward. If you pick mm-hmm. up what I'm putting down, my DD Canters. My DD Canters. So <laughs> she, I went up there one time and she literally parked like half a block from the White House, like super restricted zone. She parked just like that guy's parking in your house. She <sighs> Honestly, what the hell? <laughs> The landscapers are always on. causing I, trouble. It's probably it's FedEx. A, it's a They're always causing up. trouble. But it's directly outside my window. I'm are so you, sorry. Are you re- no, it's okay. Are you recording in your bedroom? Yeah, are those, my sister's, my guest room. That's your guest room? Are those live plants that are up above yeah. your head? Wow. That, yeah. That looks really good. Thank you. I like having live plants. I need to move plants. these paintings closer together, but... <laughs> Christina has. Christina's got her bed, then above her bed is a shelf, and on that shelf, I don't know, three, four <laughs> plants that look really it's healthy. Like, there's a lot going on here. <laughs> uh, Christina, I applaud you. I can't Thank keep... Thank you. I, I'm surprised any of my children are alive, let alone a plant. Yeah, well, I mean, house. I don't have children, so I have more time for my plants. Fair enough. I have one Christmas cactus that's made it like 15, 20 years. Wow. And, yeah, is it blooming this year? It blooms. You know when it blooms? I'll tell it you November? when it blooms. No, it doesn't bloom in November. It typically... I used to... When I had the plant, it was given to me as a house gift right before me and my ex-wife moved into our house. That, so wow. we're probably talking closer to 20 years now. Wow. That plant never bloomed the first Christmas. It never bloomed the second Christmas, the third Christmas, the fourth Christmas. After I got a divorce, I started dating a girl. And the girl started coming over to the house more frequently. When she came over, the plant bloomed. Right Now, I didn't put two and two together until mm-hmm. I moved to the next place. Didn't bloom on Christmas. Didn't bloom again for like another year. I started dating a woman. She started coming over and spending time at my house. It bloomed again. Then I started thinking to myself, okay, this is a little weird. I start dating somebody. They start kind of moving their stuff into my house and it blooms. Uh Did the same thing when Astrid came around and now it blooms at random times. And sometimes it'll bloom twice in a year, which I hear is a little strange. Never does it on Christmas, but I don't know. She buds when she buds. I don't know. She does her thing. That's crazy. You know what she is? She's a girl's girl. She is a girl's girl. She's a girly girl. She's a girl's girl. That girl energy just sets her off. I don't know. Yeah, she said, screw you, Brian. You I am here to bloom for the ladies. You know, it's kind of like the myth that uh, women, if they spend enough time with each other, will cycle. All of them that will cycle at the same time. Is it? Is it not? No, no I'm kidding. That I know is the truth. Yeah. <laughs> I, was um, like, I was like, no, I'm a beta bitch. My yeah, uterus yeah. just flies to whoever's closest. <laughs> I really can't help it. Isn't that weird? Is that yeah, a it really throws thing? me off. Because if I start, it's just like... Yeah, you start messing I'm up. I'm such a little beta. I don't know. <laughs> My body just wants to be a follower. I don't know. I got 15 women in this house. I don't know what's going to happen when they all get to age of consent. <laughs> I think it's going to get a little weird around here. I mean, I've got two sisters, so I get it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. 
So this this cactus, 15, 20 years on, and she blooms when she blooms. I think that they're, I think everyone's going to be on the same cycle pretty soon. They're all going to bloom at the same time. <laughs> so this guy who goes in and has sex, here is, here is like my overarching thought on this. First of all, it's crazy that he got away with this because it tells yeah. you exactly what's going on inside that capital. Nothing. No one gives a fuck. No yeah. one gives a shit. No one's watching anything. Number two is that you know, and you know, and you know that one of those two released that sex tape because they knew yeah. this was going to happen. They were going to get noticed. They were going mm-hmm. to have a little 15 minutes to shower themselves in fame and hopefully jumpstart their career in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. Because when you put a, a video together like that, like I may or may not have in my past, when you do something <laughs> like that, when you do something like that, you know to keep that thing as tight as possible. Like it's got to be in a secure location, on a secured server, locked away with multiple fingerprint <laughs> identifications, eye scan. You cannot let that stuff float out there on the internet because it just never comes back to you. Never yeah. comes back to you. So there's only one of two ways that this happened. And it's likely that one of those gentlemen released that video. Why would they do that? I mean, the 15 minutes of fame I get, but didn't you, don't you suspect that you might get in trouble if you're in the, in the... Yeah, I don't know. I can't really seem to figure out their motivations at this point in time. I don't know if it was like they're proving a point mm. or if it was like to make a, make a little segue into a new career. I think so, yeah. Which is fair. fair. I mean, government, not a great career, but sex work works out. Hey, listen... I, I was listening to this comedian. I forget his name. I wish I could give him credit. And he says, I was reading the comments on an Instagram model who also does OnlyFans. And these guys were like, fucking whore, fucking whore, put your <laughs> pussy away, blah, 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 fucking whore. And he had this brilliant, and I wish I could do it justice, but I'm not going to. I'm just going to repeat kind of what he said, paraphrasing. He said, yeah, you get him, Chad. You're going to go <laughs> to the oil refinery and you're going to work 20, 30, 40 50 years for the oil refinery, and she is going to work for OnlyFans. Guess what? Mm -hmm. Both of you are working for billionaires with way too much money that don't give a fuck about your personal feelings. Both Mm -hmm. of you are going to make a living doing what you're doing for the man. Both of you are getting fucked, but at least she's doing it to herself. So you know what, Chad? Go do your thing. And I was like, holy fucking shit, dude, you're so right. You are so right. Good for him. And so if OnlyFans is the place where these kids go, great. Fantastic. Do you, I have this, but this this makes me ask a question. Do you think that it's possible, it's possible, that the reason why sex rates are declining, like we talked about last episode, Mm -hmm. the reason why sex, meaning sexual activity rates are declining in the young people in this country is because they're afraid that something like there's going to be some kind of digital fingerprint around the sexual activity that they have like someone's going to record them someone's going to you know some weird shit is going to happen it's going to be out there part of it because there is a lot of like i don't i don't know what exactly to call it but i guess i would say it's not revenge porn but like just Uh, people being like inconsiderate and like non-consent um around that type of thing. So, like, that is scary. Sure. Like, that's a very scary thought. But I think also it's probably the availability of, like, sexual media. Yeah. Um, like, you don't have to seek someone else. <laughs> no, you don't. To, like, <laughs> get your rocks off, you know? And you don't have to, you know, rely on your imagination. 
Um, I, but, I, so I, I don't know. I feel like that's part of it. But then there's definitely like an aspect of like digital media just having gone too far or like us having too much access to be able to hurt other people. I agree with you. I think there's, I think there's two things. I think number one, there, there's a fear around it. Like it's, it's, it can be a scary thing. Like God forbid you get pregnant in America in 2023 yeah. and you don't want, and you're not prepared for, for whatever reasons, health, medical, financial, emotional, right? Whatever the reasons are. But then on top of that, you do have this availability <laughs> of so yeah. much fucking porn. There's so much dick out there on the internet. Like, you don't really need to go seek it out. Because the other thing is, is that the, the world of uh, sexual, you know, uh, pleasure toys, you know, dildos and pocket pussies and all that, they're so advanced. You don't, yeah. why would you need to find a, a human being? You can buy a sex doll for like $1,000 and live with her like some people do as if she's human. <laughs> <laughs> the sex dolls are crazy. I'm oh like, my god, what? they're crazy! I tried to get someone to send me one, and he uh, so listen to this. So it's like it's like I don't know episode fifty sixty, and we do this episode about sex dolls. This these guys that live with the sex dolls. There's one guy in particular in England who has a collection of fifty of them, and every one of them has a name. And fifty, fifty, and he does he. Use them all? He uses them. I don't know if he uses them all. We watched this whole documentary. It was like 30 okay. minutes long. But he has a wife also, right? So he's got huh. a wife. They both live with these sex dolls. They both dress them up. They take turns feeding them. I don't even know what the fuck was going I on. I don't there. like that. Yeah, no, it's delusional. No, it's really, really weird. But so anyway, so we do this whole thing. And then as a joke, I'm like, I've never even seen a, like a sex doll in person. You know, I've seen them being made on videos and stuff like that, but I've never even seen a sex doll in person. I don't even know what they would like feel like or look like, like their actual, you know, uh, texture. If anybody has yeah. one, if anyone knows how to get one, send it to me. So this guy texts me like a week and a half later. And he's like, listen, I'm just buying my third sex doll, but my first one, I'm ready to give it up. If you want it, I'll send it to you. And I'm like, fuck you will. The fuck you're going to be Your sending me? used sex doll? No, thank you. toxic, dumb fucking My sex doll. God. What are you thinking? Why would I want that? Who wants a used sex doll? Although I'm sure you I can buy them. I understand sex dolls. And I don't think I understand the logistics of them because I've never had one. And I also don't have a penis. And I'm not, you know, I, I have a... a Big functioning brain yeah. that is away from said penis. Yeah. Yeah. Fair <laughs> so enough. I'm like, hmm, I don't really know if I understand this. Like, are you fucking the doll? Are you, yes. are you, uh, well, are you coming in the doll? Yes. How do you clean it up? There's a whole cleaning kit that comes with it. It's can like, you take the vagina yes. area and pull it out? I think so, yes. In some of those sex dolls, yes. You can take off the vagina and the anus. and Oh, you take it off? Yeah, you, t you like pull it out. I was thinking out. it would be like pulling a sock inside out, you know? Oh, God, just the thought of that just made, gave me this, the willies. Like, but I, well, it's a doll. It's yeah. a, it's a the, plastic. It's a blow-up doll. It's not a blow-up doll. It's not blow-up. No. It is a, it weighs like 150 pounds. Oh my God, I hate this so much. They are like exo exoskeletons. They, with real, with rubber that feels like real skin, painted. You know what it's hair. kind of giving? It's kind of giving weighted blanket. 
like kind of giving anxiety. Like these are for the lonely boys who have anxiety, and they're like, I want a lady to just suffocate me, to just lay on me. Yeah, just put your big tits right in front of my face and just go to sleep with me. So, like, what's it made of? Then, like, what does it feel like? I don't know. That's why I don't know what it feels like. But I've seen videos. It looks like it's like really soft rubber the body is so it ends up in, in the skin feels kind of tacky like skin is i guess yeah kind of tacky you know how that plastic like, like think of like a ball that ooh, you squeeze at work yeah. right one of those stress balls. stress ball i imagine the texture is kind of like that huh. um, foamy yeah like a little squishy squeezy and i don't think i like this yeah no I, I i don't think i would have sex with one i know i wouldn't because i just don't know how you feel <laughs> i don't know how you could maintain an erection Listen, to each their own, right? I mean, if that's what yeah, turns you on. for me. No, no, no. I wouldn't. I don't think I could ever. I don't even I think don't, I could get in the mood. Like, I think exactly. I feel like I would be like, I'd be too in my head because there's no one to talk to. Yeah. Sex is awkward enough without having it be plastic. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think it's yeah, just it, awkward enough. I think enough. it's a texture thing for me. I think yeah. it's the fact that it's like made of rubber and stuff and like squishy probably. Agreed. That I'm like, I don't think I'd be able to like. Be, be feel feel right about it i think it's like the dead inanimate eyes that i think would yeah. get me like i wouldn't <gasps> want something oh my God, weird imagine. staring at me like that right like i'm having sex with someone that that can't you could move put a little eyeballs. sleeping mask on her and pretend it's like oh that's bondage. true that's true i could do that or i could just turn yeah. i could just turn her over and then not have to worry about the eyes but then that's I even more strange and at 150 yeah. pounds i'm not strong enough to, to carry that thing around it's gonna have to be in a position you know what i'm saying like i'm gonna have to set it up and just knock it out and then be done but the, just thinking about this there is nothing and i mean nothing that turns me on about that not a thing because no, I just like neither. a heartbeat. I mean, <laughs> that's what that's one thing. That yeah, I request well, that's in my lovers is a heartbeat. That's all I request. Heartbeat. Just a heartbeat. Yeah, and a heartbeat. smile. <laughs> well, I don't always get smiles, but you know, it's that's for extenuating circumstances. These guys, <laughs> these guys are. But I do understand. I do understand that not everybody has swagger. Not everybody's got the riz. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. So if not yeah, everybody, I mean, I'm, I'm the head of Jizzin and Risen. You are so the, the head it. of Jizzin and Risen. And so you do <laughs> understand that it's not always easy for anybody, male, female, or otherwise, to walk into a bar, meet somebody, go through the dance, take them home. That's, that's, a, that's yeah. a whole dance that some people, I think, just really struggle with. They, they get blocked, right? It's like writer's mm -hmm. block. They get blocked. And you do that for years and years and years. You're just lonely. Like, you just want something to feel like a human being laying next to you. Now, it's not going to talk to you or, you know, tell you how great of a job you did. But I guess that's the point, too, is that like... It's where just... you get a little recorder, like the ones they put in, like, Build-A-Bears. <laughs> like, great job, Christina. I love you so much. And then you put it in there and you press this little button and then you can spoon at night and be like, oh, I'm the best. I love this for me. Your dick is the best, Brian. Thanks again for fucking me so hard. You almost knocked yeah. my fake pussy out. Good night, sweetie. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> Thanks again. <laughs> this is the fourth time today. Thanks again. Remember to clean me. <laughs> remember, remember to, to clean, clean me. me. <laughs> Don't forget to remove my pussy. Yes. 
Remove my pussy, but don't use bleach. Remember don't what put happened it in the last dishwasher. time. Is <laughs> <laughs> not dishwasher safe. Remember to put my dead cold eyes in the laundry. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> taking the eyes out. That's cold, Brian. <laughs> well, listen. If I'm gonna, I, I, if this ever happens, if like I'm the last man standing on earth and I have to break into the sex shop, if I'm the last man, I guess I'm not mm-hmm. breaking into anything. It's all mine anyway. But yeah. if I'm the last man on earth and I have to break into the sex shop and get the sex doll because God forbid no one's here to, to help me to have love with, then if that happens, I'm taking the eyes out because I just don't want those dead cold eyes staring at me. I, I don't even want the dog in the room. Fair enough. All right, let's take one more break. <laughs> We'll get over our our sex style talk. (laughs) And then we'll be back with an even more interesting story than anal sex in the hearing room of Congress. We'll be right back. (laughs) Okay, Brian, let me give the people what they want. Our social media handles. Follow us on Instagram at The Commercial Break and on TikTok at TCB Podcast. If, like all my hinge dates, you are thirsty for more, give us a call and leave us a message at 626-ASK-TCB3. Or send us a text, no sexting please, at 855-TCB-8383. And, of course, go to tcbpodcast.com to see everything there is to see. Now let's hear from our sponsors and then the show must go on. All right, we're back. I'm here with Christina. Okay, are you ready for the most disturbing story of 2023? Hands down, without a doubt. Maybe the most disturbing story since the year 2000. And I don't know what was... Oh, uh, okay. Since 2001, let's put it that way, because we all know the disturbing story of 2001. But this is highly disturbing. Caution, trigger warning for anybody out there that might be attached to their genitals or any other part of their body currently. And I (laughs) just listen to this. Just listen to this. Here's the byline. Hotel worker cops to, quote, castrations by clamping streamed on ghoulish Unach <gasps> Macher website. A worker at a Scottish hotel has admitted to participating in extreme body modification plots in which surgeries, including castrations, were carried out and streamed to paying customers on a website called Unach Macher. And I think I'm saying that correctly. Yeah. Eunuch Maker. Eunuch Maker. Oh, Eunuch yeah. Maker. I never even thought about that. I, I was thought thinking, it was I was like, Maka. is this a German website? Well, here's Unuk how, Maka. Unuk Maka. Here's how it said. <laughs> E-U-N-U-C-H-M-A-K-E-R. I guess we can say that maker. Yeah, Eunuch Maker. Okay. Unuk Maker. Unuch Maker. Unuk Maker. I am so glad that I am on this episode and not editing this episode because I would be screaming right now. (laughs) (laughs) Unukmaka.com. It's not spelled like eunuch, and I thought it was a German website because, you know, the Germans are into all this kind of weird fucking shit. Unukmaka. Unukmaka. (laughs) Unukmaka.com. Unukmaka.com. We will mark your eunuch. Unukmaka.com. We slice off your pee pee, little boy. Who wants your PP? Bye bye. Oh, come to Unakmaka. Unakmaka.com. We take out your anus. Oh, wow. Uh, taking it. Taking we remove it there. your anus. 
Okay. We've been remove your anus. We managed to not be serious for two seconds. <laughs> this incredibly terrible story. Oh, I'm so sorry, but you said unakmaka. I, I mean, what was Unuk I supposed Maka. to do? <laughs> <laughs> I can't sit here and be like, oh my god. Yes, very serious. Unik maker. I should have got that one like Unuk six Maka. days ago when I found this story. That oh my god. Is fucking classic brian uh, green that is classic commercial break right there <laughs> brian green is essentially the commercial break here we go all right ready yes yeah, so i'm not even gonna I'm try and to say serious. this guy's last name i'll say ian 28 a romanian national living in london is standing trial with eight alleged co-conspirators who prosecutors say engaged in up to 29 incidents of extreme body modifications on 13 victims who had various body parts removed including through castration by clamping this is according Whoa. to the BBC. The alleged conspiracy is said to involve ghoulish subculture in which healthy body parts, often the genitals, are either surgically removed or damaged to the point where medical intervention is required, usually involving amputation by a physician. The defendants are all alleged to belong to a bizarre collective in which men voluntarily remove their penis and testicles to become what adherents call nulos, or in, uh, as in gentif- uh, gent genital nullification so new lows is short for genital nullification uh footage of the grizzly procedures was allegedly broadcast on a paid subscriber website called eunuch maker <laughs> or eunuch maker eunuch maker i removed my streaming pee-pee. now on eunuchmaker.com oh, yes my little my little blueberries i'm cutting them off Oh my god, okay. Five ninety nine um, that- per month. <laughs> the paid website called Unic Maker, operated by a Norway born North London resident, Marius Gustavuson, forty five, the alleged conspiracy ringleader who is said to have generated up to two hundred and fifty thousand dollars for group members Whoa. from the broadcasts over the six year plot. Gustavuson who is in a wheelchair due to his own amputation, told the Uh. Irish Independent newspaper in February of 2020 that he willingly had his leg, penis, and part of his nipple removed by the group because he wanted to look like, quote-unquote, a Ken doll downstairs. He told the paper that he had performed similar nullifications on 58 other men and that he stored the excised genitals in a freezer or (gasps) in alcohol on his property. Okay, that just goes on to talk about the court case. Holy shit. Holy shit is right. Now, I have heard of this. Uh-uh. I have heard of people that need to take off their leg. It's like they can't have it on them. I've watched documentaries uh-huh. on this. They cannot yes. take it. They, they just learn. It's like, I don't know. It'd be like if you had a, a pimple that just would never go away. You had to get rid of it. You had to find a way. You can't stop it. I don't want to feel mm-hmm. it. I don't want to stare at it. I don't want to look at it. I just don't want it there. But their leg. But this guy takes that it to a whole wild. other level. He is literally creating eunuchs by body modification, but so extreme. So one of the so I so I, I went and I did some investigation on both uh-huh. the website and this uh, this ring of people who are doing this. the The reality for a lot of the people who are getting this done is they are requesting that this be done. They are involved right. in the consent of this being done. The reason why it's such a big deal is because oftentimes these nullification, um, I don't know what you call them, uh, rituals, they go wrong to the point where the ambulance has to be called and they have to finish it off in a surgical room. Yeah. So they're costing everybody a bunch of money and time and they're putting lives in serious danger. Like if you're going to take off your wink wink, 
You better have a doctor in wink, the room. Wink, wink. If you're going to take off your twink, wink, you better have, <laughs> you better have that thing like sterilized or something. You can't do it in the basement yeah. of Unukmacher. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> <laughs> Unukmacher is not the place where you go to have this done. It's a surgery room where you have this done by professional doctors. But of course, they will not do this. In the documentary that I watched, this guy was on such so hell-bent to take off his legs, both of them, was so hell-bent to do that, that he was sticking his legs into ice baths for hours and hours and hours at a time, hoping to cut off enough circulation or get them frostbitten enough that there would be no choice but to do it. In, Whoa. in another part of the documentary, this, this guy wanted his leg cut off so badly that he was like, putting like weird objects into his leg, hoping that it would cause enough damage to the nerves and to the muscles that they would have no choice but to take it off. This is a terribly disturbing trend that I'm sure has been going on since the birth of time, right? There's probably, this is probably something. It's it's obviously something. It's a mental thing. Um, That must be such a painful way to live. I can't imagine being so upset with my dingle dangle that I'd want to just like, Cut it off. Now, I think it's a different yeah. story if you're like, if you're want to transition, that's a different story. I think that has oh, yeah, to do yeah, yeah. with the whole, not with the thing, with the whole, right? Feeling whole, oh, feeling tot- better. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And you're not like you're transitioning to a Ken doll. You're transitioning no. into a woman or back or into a man. Or like wanting so badly to have your leg removed to feel like that uh, is not part of your body must uh, be really disorienting. Uh, 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 it must be so strange. There's got to be like a medicine that cures this. Ooh, and I imagine. That gives me the heebie jeebies. It's Vicodin related because I've taken Vicodin. I don't give a shit about anything when I'm on Vicodin. So <laughs> these people need to, these need to have special exceptions and let them just take as much Vicodin as they need to to feel okay with their extremities. I can't imagine getting to a point where I need to take an extremity off. Remember that movie? What was it? Two and a half days, 48 uh, hours, 49 and 127 hours. 127 hours. 127 hours. That. That movie is so yeah. disturbing to me, mm-hmm. and I watched it. And whoever, who was the guy? Um, yeah, creepy you know, guy. Creepy guy. Yeah, James Franco, James Franco, who also coincidentally in an episode of Thirty Rock was playing himself, who had a relationship with a sex doll. Oh. I think I saw this episode. Yeah, Yeah, look, and like him and and Tina Fey's character start like a a PR relationship. (laughs) (laughs) I would like to say, just like a good episode of Thirty Rock, that this all comes together and fits nicely because I planned it that way. But that's not at all how it (laughs) happened. So just so you know, and every commercial break listener understands. Yeah, they get it. They get it. Uh, This is like. This is the like the mo- this is a nightmare of mine that you wake up one day and just have to get rid of a leg. It's I, I was thinking That's about really this scary. the other night. Isn't it really scary? Yeah. Why why do you think someone feels that way? I don't know. I can only assume it's some form of like mental obsessive compulsive disorder or something. Oh, perhaps it, I don't know. Anxiety I mean, I don't related. think I know enough about like mental diagnoses to really have a guess, but. Again, I mean, it, it has to be mental, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not a scientist. No. But here's what I was talking to a friend about. If you get a leg cut off, what happens if you wake up one day and you're like, oh, I'm, I'm cool with my, you know, I'm cool with the leg. 
can I can I put it back on? Like yeah. once you do that, it's so extreme. You'll never I, yeah. ever have a chance to walk on two legs again if you cut off one of your legs because you decide in some fit of whatever that you know you need to get your leg cut off. Well, I guess that's one of those things. I mean, it's not really allowed. You can't no. just decide to remove your own leg. No, and I don't think it should be allowed. If I'm if I'm being yeah. honest, I think you, I I'm, I agree. I'm with you because that's it is it's dangerous. It's terribly dangerous. It's against every ethic that a doctor signs up for, right? And a surgeon signs up for. You, you have yeah, to do no harm. Yeah, that's explicitly doing harm. Yes, that's explicitly <laughs> doing harm, even against the patient's better judgment. It, listen, if you go to a psychiatrist for like five years or whatever, however long it is, right? And the psychiatrist then calls a medical doctor and says, this person will literally not mm-hmm. be able to survive as a human being if they continue to have legs. Then in yeah. special circumstances... Then I can see where a group yes. of doctors gets together and figures out a plan, not for cutting it off, but for, I don't know, making it feel like it's cut off. or I don't know, for uh, their patient something. I don't know. When I was a kid, there was a guy who did these comedy videos. He was a golfer, or he pretended to be a Scottish golfer. But he mm-hmm. would, I don't know if you've ever seen these videos, he would put two shoes on his knees. Mm-hmm. Like he had had his legs cut off, right? And he yeah. would walk around and do these silly things. He's like a comedian. I forget what the, yeah. what the guy's name is. And I always thought that was that it was funny. Um, but I was thinking to myself that maybe they could go that route. They just tape themselves with some with some shoes on. Well, I think what would be interesting is like, what if you did cut your leg off or have your leg amputated, and then you had phantom leg pain? Oh, you're gonna have phantom leg pain. Like, I have phantom that be crazy? ball pain, and I just got a vasectomy. <laughs> That's fake. That's fake news, Brian. (laughs) I know. I swear to God. Oh, my God. Brian is so thirsty for attention. He needs to tell everyone that his balls hurt so bad. I know. You should see me running around this house. I got, like, ball. I'm just... Don't kick me in the balls. (laughs) I'm holding my youngest daughter. Uh, I am with whoever told you you need to wear a cup. You should just be wearing a cup. No, I I, I can't. It's uncomfortable. Uh, Chrissy told me to You could wear like a chastity belt. Yeah, I could. I I mean, because I'm not getting laid right now. That's for sure. No one's having (laughs) sex with this. Throw away the key. (laughs) Astrid's grateful. She's like, yeah. Could he have a vasectomy every other week? So I am holding my daughter. I'm just like bouncing Mm -hmm. her around trying to get her to go to sleep. And mm-hmm. when she, sometimes when she gets angry, she gets into the, she just like throws herself around. She's trying yeah. to get out, right? And she's getting irritated because she doesn't want to go to sleep. And so she takes that little leg of hers, which is not a little leg because my daughter's like a small giant. And I she just, wha-pow, right in my chuggy changs. And I swear, Christina, I had to like ice and lay down. <laughs> and then I was thinking to myself, I am such a big fucking baby. I am yeah. such a big fucking baby. Like, this is flu times 10, Brian. Stop acting like a big baby. Get up. Get out there. Act like an adult. You got kicked <sighs> in the nuts. Okay, your VOD, you know, your whatever it's called, your <laughs> VOD yeah. deference is hurting a little bit. You'll be okay. There's literally millions of men that get this done every, every year. Like, you're going to be yeah, just fine. I'm going to be just fine. Everything's going to be so okay. It's so funny to me. Sometimes I am such a bitch. I just, like, don't believe men's pain. <laughs> <laughs> Which is such a hot take. <laughs> it is a hot take. It's, it's a hot take to have. Is it smart? Probably not. But yeah. whatever. <laughs> well, I think that I think this is probably a very popular opinion amongst women. And amongst yeah, women. Yeah, well, I think we've just we just know pain. And so sometimes when a when a man is like sick, I'm like, are you though? Yeah. But you know, I like treat them the way they've treated women for years. 
yet, you know, there is like some scientific evidence that I read uh, maybe about seven months ago, eight months ago, nine months ago. We talked about a little bit on the show that men, uh, we often ignore like brute force pain, like, you know, like arm breaking and we'll be like, oh, it's okay. We're going to go to the doctor. But the smallest amount of pain, like a like a nondescript pain, like a flu or a cold or what, mm-hmm. um, you know, a vasectomy, paper whatever cut. it is. Yeah, paper cut. That we interpret pain in a different way that makes us literally children. It makes us mm-hmm. children when we get that kind of pain. And That's interesting. I don't disagree with that whatsoever because I'm a fucking child yeah. when I get sick. A child. And I don't it do... It means the man flu for a reason. It's called the man flu for a reason. And I watched that woman go through like 13 hours of fucking yeah. hell. She almost died on the table. And I watch her, and she doesn't... Three times. To this day. Oh. Three times. Well, once for real. Like, one... Yeah. yeah. Okay? I mean, I'm not diminishing any of the experiences. I wasn't the one on the table, and I, but I was the one watching it, and I'm telling you right now, it's intense. Yeah, but I'm sure out of the millions of times she's had babies, yeah. they've all been truly horrific. Horrific experiences. But she, uh, my wife still to this day is like eh, it wasn't a big deal and the three other people that were in the room her mom her dad and myself are all like oh no 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 it was a big fucking deal like it was a huge ordeal and she's still like no not a big deal and i just i have to give her such mad respect for those little nerves of hers because they do just yeah. great i get a cold and i'm in bed for seven days i'm like oh, oh yeah i don't want to get out of bed i'm not feeling so good i think we just i think we're just big babies yeah Christina. maybe i don't know i just don't yeah i don't have a lot of sympathy <laughs> when you get the flu though what do you do what's your like what's your thing um i take medicine Okay, and then I go about my day. Too. I did have one day where I didn't have medicine when I had strep. Um, and I had a, like a crazy fever all day. And mm. so I was like in and out of like I was hot and cold, yeah. hot and cold. But then after that, I just took the medicine to reduce my fever and I just got on with it because it's kind of what you do. Yeah, that's foreign to me. I complain a lot. <laughs> I take as much time as possible before I take any medication because, of course, I'm going to complain about the medication yeah. making me feel loopy. And then I just <laughs> let myself run that super high fever so I can complain some more. You know what I'm saying? That That's is like so my, annoying. Yeah. Whenever people are like complaining about pain or like um, a fever or something, and this includes me because I will do the same thing. Of like course, I won't realize yeah. that I have I like have the means to fix this. Yes. And I'm like, oh, why have I been sitting here? Literally dying for four hours when I could have just taken <laughs> ibuprofen and not been such a little who's your bitch, you know? Because <laughs> I think at some level we're all like, you know, I'm tough enough to handle this. I don't need this, right? Yeah. But or we're just like, I'm baby, I wanna complain. Yeah, I think that's I don't know. Too. Listen, I'm never gonna uh refuse an opportunity to cuddle up <laughs> next to the womb of womanhood and you mm-hmm. know uh, complain a little bit because it the does the womb of womanhood. The womb of womanhood, <laughs> <laughs> because it oh, makes us feel I don't know uh, comforted and important and like the center of the universe is with us again because we are sick and we need all the attention now. It's just one of those things. I don't know, Christine. I can't explain it to you, but I understand it <laughs> and I agree with it. I agree with it. I yeah, know. It wouldn't I'm a- hurt me to be a little nicer though. <laughs> True story. True story. But you can't yeah. argue 
with the result. And the result is, it doesn't matter if you're a little bit nicer. We're still going to be little bitches when we get sick. True. So, so why well... should I be nicer? Not going to. Sorry. <laughs> Have your fun. <laughs> Dr. Phil said this. One of the few things I've ever heard Dr. Phil say that I might agree with. He said, if you really want to put a relationship to the test, it's not about going on a vacation and seeing if you guys can travel together. It's not about seeing whether or not you can meet the families and get along. It's about spend a week with them while they have the fucking flu. And Mm. then you'll find out if you really want to be a part of someone's life long term. Yikes. So that's why I didn't bring you here today. Okay? Yeah. All right. Now you get it. Now you got it. (laughs) Yeah, I appreciate (laughs) it. I really do. All right. Well, I got to go check out the Unik Mocker site and see if there's any updated videos. <laughs> I'm screaming, crying, throwing up about Unik Mocker. <laughs> Unik Mocker. It's got a picture that you would definitely think is Unik Mocker, by the way. Oh, well, uh, we'll see. I'll see if you can see this. You, might, you probably won't be able to see this. It's way too small. But the front <laughs> cover is like this guy all tied up in ropes. Oh, you're not pointing it at the camera. <laughs> there we go. Good man. Tied up oh, in yes. yes. Unakmaka. Unakmaka. <laughs> we cut off your wing wing. Uh, your twink, twink, wink, wink. Is that what you said? Twink, wink. <laughs> your twink, your wink. twink, wink. Uh, we'll leave the twink winks for the guys on the Capitol. All right. TCBpodcast.com. That's where you go. You find out more information about the show. You can watch all the video, listen to all the audio. And you can get your free piggy fronting sticker. You know how you do that? You go to the website, you hit the contact us button, you leave us your physical address, and we'll send one off in two to seven weeks. Don't worry, it'll be there way before next Christmas. I promise. (laughs) Okay, people are going to get mad at me, but I have to admit I made a mistake. When I started announcing the piggy fronting sticker was ready to be sent out, it had not even been sent to the printers yet. I thought it had, but it did so if they're if you asked for one like a month and a half ago and you haven't received it yet, it's just because they're going out now. I, I made a mistake and I didn't know until a week ago and I waited <laughs> as long as possible. Brian is the problem. <laughs> Always. <laughs> Heart. Heart. Love y'all. <laughs> Love you mean it. <laughs> Love you mean it. 626 ask TCB the number three. That's 1626 ask TCB the number three. Comments, questions, concerns, content, ideas, toll-free from anywhere in the world. You can text us or you can call, leave us a voicemail. Be aware that your voice might be used if you leave us a voicemail. So please don't leave any identifying information or any information like I just cut off my twink wink if you don't want that said out loud. At the commercial break on Instagram. TCB podcast on TikTok. And for God's sakes, go to the YouTube channel. <laughs> YouTube.com slash the commercial break, as Dr. Phil would say. <laughs> all right. That's definitely all I can do today. But Christina, oh, yeah. love you. Best to you. <laughs> best to you. And love best, you, mean it. And best to you out there in the podcast universe. Until next time, Christina and I always say, we do say, and we must say, goodbye. Goodbye.